0: Tune on Ram Showcase, the Rams new logo releases on Monday. Plus, the Rams roster is going to look really different in 2020. But is that a bad thing? And later, we are keeping up with the madness. Who is going where? We answer those questions and more on the quarantine edition of Ram Showcase. Welcome to Ram Showcase on Sports War Radio. What is going on Rams fans? Welcome back to another edition of Ram Showcase right here on Sports War Radio. We are in the quarantine edition of Ram Showcase. We are all spending a lot of time at home I'm sure. I don't know how long I'm going to be with you guys tonight uh, but I'm assuming it's going to be a decent amount of time. we got some good stuff to talk about. Finally some good amount of Rams news coming in. So we got a lot to talk about and uh, a very emotional stuff to talk about it seems like. We have a some, some Rams fans are going a little bit nuts right now on the team, but we're going to do our best, alright? We're going to do our best to rationalize this, and also to get you guys feeling pretty good about what's happening in the future for this team right now, and I gotta say, I'm kind of excited I, I think that this is still going to be a good thing we're, we're headed in the right direction, I think last year was not as fun for all of us you know, but we're, we're getting there so, like I said this is the quarantine edition of RAM Showcase, uh, so we're gonna just kind of take our time. I know a lot of you guys are at home and and just hanging out. So so let's just let's just enjoy enjoy some time together. All right. We're we're gonna start with some news though. And uh, first, I want to start with this logo stuff because I know some of you guys are gonna hear me after Monday or after the the logo actually releases on Monday, which is gonna be happening at noon LA time. So it'll be one o'clock for me, three o'clock for you guys on the East Coast. Uh, but that's what we get. We get the new logo, and it's gonna be, uh, it's gonna be interesting to see. Uh, obviously that logo did release. Uh, like, uh, what was that? Two weeks ago now that that logo released, and the team didn't comment. But Kevin Demoff in his letter to season ticket holders did mention that uh, that that's not the logo that's gonna be on the things that people are getting for this, uh, this telethon that's gonna be happening in L.A. to to assist with. Uh, with some of the, the issues going on right now in the world. I think we are all very well aware of what's happening in the world right now. Uh, but the, the Rams telethon that will be happening. And uh, so they wanted the the logo to be out before that. And there are going to be some items being given away, stuff like that. So that's why we wanted this logo out. Uh, but we get it, uh, which is actually tomorrow. Uh, the time of recording this, uh, it is about 7.30 LA time uh, a.m., as uh t- in terms of recording this so we get it tomorrow we're over 24 hours away but i know i for one am extremely excited i'm actually going to go over to my ram fan friend's house we're going to make a an event out of it and and watch this logo get unveiled it'll be uh, live streamed on the rams.com as well as the rams facebook and twitter pages will be live streaming that as well so the wait's finally over we get the new logo you know uh, it's going to be a little bit of a bummer. I think that the the current Rams logo, the the blue and white, uh, the the snail, the blue and white snail, is so far I think has been my personal favorite of all time. I think that's my favorite Rams logo. I think it's just the cleanest looking logo. And you know, it's I'll be honest. I mean, I'm only 28 years old, so the snail logo is kind of what I've grown grown with. And uh, it's 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 time to move on. I I understand, but it's definitely something I'm gonna kind of hold on to. I'm still gonna wear all my old stuff, and 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 I'll buy plenty of new stuff right now. And I've got plenty of time to to think about how I feel about the new logo when it comes out. But I'm gonna love it no matter what. You know what I mean? That's uh, that's just kind of how I am. I, I I know that I'm gonna like it because it represents the Rams, and the Rams are my one <laughs> my one true love. I'm pretty sure. So uh, let's get into some other news though. Uh, this logo is gonna be very exciting. Uh, but again you know that's there's not a lot I can say about it just because I don't know what it looks like right now uh we will talk about it of course and uh kind of get some fan reaction of it but i think it's going to be awesome personally so well, i'm excited either way to see it i'm very excited so uh let's move on though to some moves that the the Rams have made and uh this first one you know obviously this is a this is a big one for some people right now this is Todd Gurley the Rams released running back Todd Gurley, who was drafted in the first round in the 2015 draft. I remember sitting there watching this draft happen, and I had the Rams picking Andres Pete. Uh, that's that's just who I had. Uh, I, I guessed the Rams were going to pick, and when Todd Gurley was announced, I got super excited. I I jumped up. I kind of I was I had a few adult pops, and you know I was very excited hearing about this, and then. Of course, you know his rookie season did pretty pretty well, even though uh, Jeff Fisher wasn't really u- utilizing him that that strongly. But then, obviously, two years in a row had absolutely insane production, and uh, you know it's unfortunate, but you know it's uh, this this last season. I it, there's a lot of things that kind of happened this last season, and I'm not sure exactly who to blame. I don't know if that's on Todd Gurley and his knee. I don't know if it's on Sean McVay, but. I think it's very obvious now, considering how much money that the Rams ate to release Todd Gurley. Over the next, like, three years, they're eating a lot of money to to have this move happen. So, obviously, the team didn't even want him around, and that's not a good thing. He, Todd Gurley, obviously, he signed with the Atlanta Falcons already, uh, so he's back in Georgia, which is actually kind of cool for him. I'm I'm happy for him. I hope he does well. I, I, you know, I have no ill feelings towards Todd Gurley. I hope he, I hope he has a, a a good career and all that. But overall, it's just kind of a. It was a little bit jarring, you know, to hear that the Rams were trying to trade him and then out of nowhere just kind of released. So, uh, personally, though, I'm not really a fan of his comments after the fact. Yeah, I don't know if if anybody else feels like this, but you know, him tagging the Rams on Instagram saying, "Hey, thanks for the check today," stuff like that. Not really a big fan of that. And you know, you know, uh what was it? Jared Goff says, you know, good luck, man. You know, I, ho- I hope you do well. And he re- reposts that on Instagram saying, do y'all think Jared Goff's lying and, you know, stuff like that. I just think that over the last like year or so, I think we can all see that Todd, Todd Gurley has been a little bit more emotional, a little bit more uh, diva-ish. And I'm not trying to just take shots at Todd Gurley. I, I really do hope him the best. I I, mean, I was a big fan of his and I still am. So um, uh, it's just kind of interesting how that all happened. But there's there's obviously a lot more going on behind the scenes than we are aware of or have been aware of uh whether that is his knee a bleacher report did put out a post saying that the the knee is still a very big issue and obviously that's kind of something that we're all looking at but uh, whether it was underutilization or the fact that we couldn't use him because of that knee, uh, we don't know. Was he a cancer in the locker room? Probably. If I had to guess, I would say that he was probably a cancer in the locker room. Based on his personality, how he answers questions, I would say that, yeah, he probably was not great in the locker room. And, uh, you know, that's that's not something I would have said if he was still going to be around, if I'm being completely honest with you guys. But, you know, once once he's gone... We kind of can can say what we want to, I guess, but I'm not trying to take shots. But at the same time, I mean, we we know his personality. We know he, how he answers press conference questions. You know, when when he's asked about, you know, what how do you feel about not getting the ball in the fourth quarter? He answers. I'm used to it. You know, uh, so the way that he handles the, those reports, I think it's very obvious that that it could be that in the locker room, he's still saying things like that. He's still, he's maybe taking shots at, at McVay, maybe taking shots at the play calling. And that's not something you want around, especially when you've got young guys in there, uh, such as Jared Goff. You know, I mean, I know Todd Gurley's young himself, but you got a very young team. Uh, Brandon Cooks, is, I, I know he's being talked about in different ways right now, but he's very young. Jared Goff's very young. Daryl Henderson's very young. We have a very young team and a star like Todd Gurley And if if he is, you know, in the locker room taking shots that those guys are impressionable and you don't want one of your big names or your face of the franchise talking bad about your team. That's that's not going to that's not going to go well and it's going to leak into other things and nobody obviously wants to see that. So uh, Todd Gurley. Gone and you know, uh yeah, not forgotten, I guess you can you can add to that. But uh who's gonna start at running back now for the Rams? That's a that's a great question. A question that I've been asked a lot. Uh right now on the roster, the Rams do have Daryl Henderson and Malcolm Brown. Malcolm Brown obviously uh is somebody that I've talked about over the last few years of being a guy who could start in this league, who is a starter in in the NFL, and I was always kinda waiting to see him leave and become a starter somewhere else. Uh, but now he has the opportunity to do it here. A lot of people talking about Daryl Henderson right now. Daryl Henderson very underutilized in his rookie season, but at the same time, most Rams rookies are underutilized in their rookie seasons. Aside from guys like Taylor Rapp, uh, under under McVay, uh rookies have not been necessarily huge contributors. We those Taylor Rapp is really the first one that we saw uh, come in 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 his rookie season play like a decent amount. It's that's that's not something that we've seen. Under Sean McVay, so uh, those guys right there. I mean, obviously, th- those are options. Uh, John John Kelly as well, who was I, I correctly predicted that he would get cut last year, uh, and he's still around. But we'll kind of see how how his you know future progresses. I I'm not sure if there's some something else going on there because I think John Kelly is actually pretty talented, um, and so is Daryl Henderson. Really, I mean, I think the Rams are. Overall, sitting pretty good at the running back position. Uh, free agency is obviously still an option. We're in that period right now, and uh, we got the draft coming up next month. I don't know how exactly that's going to go down. I know that Vegas is closed, and you know a lot of things are closed. It's the <laughs> the world is the world is weird right now. But you know, Rams Showcase is still open. I guess we got that going for us. So I don't know exactly how the Rams are planning to address this, or if they're cool with going in to the season with Malcolm Brown and Daryl Henderson. I don't think that that would necessarily be a bad thing. And if you look at last year, uh, production from Todd Gurley compared to Daryl Henderson and Malcolm Brown, very similar. So uh, you can either attribute that to play calling, offensive line, or you can attribute that to uh, Todd Gurley was worse, and they're about the same level as him. And so, of course, the Rams willing to move on. So uh, we also, I mean, we've gotten a lot of talk about Uh, Brandon Cooks as well, and uh, that's kind of an interesting one. So uh, Ian Rappaport actually said on NFL Network that the Rams are receiving calls on uh, wide receiver Brandon Cooks. They're not making the calls. He's saying that they are receiving the calls on Brandon Cooks, who is 26 years old. Uh, Deal very well could get, you know, done uh, here pretty soon, considering that the Rams are obviously in a position right now where they're trying to make decisions to help their cap situation, you know, we we kind of got called out on it, you know, two years ago, last year, that the Rams kind of just spending like crazy and you know paying guys a little too early, paying guys a little too much. And at first, it was like, well, you know, go to the Super Bowl, of course, these guys helped a lot, so so why wouldn't we want to pay these guys and keep them around? But of course, uh, Brandon Cooks is one that I mean, in just games that I've watched of his live. In just games that I've watched live. So, if I had to put a percentage on that, I would say it's maybe 20%, 25% at most of uh, Brandon Cook's games that I've watched live. And I've also watched, like, four or five concussions of his. So... His future, I don't know how it looks. He's only 26 years old. He's a good receiver, I think. He's got speed, obviously. He's a decent route runner, and he's definitely super competitive, and that's definitely something I like in a player, but at the same time, like I said, I've watched him get like four or five concussions just on the games that I've watched. Who knows how many more there have been, so... That's something to keep an eye on too, and you know the, a trade does include four million dollars in dead cap right now, uh, but does save the Rams twelve point eight million dollars. So that is something that is a realistic option for the Rams is to trade Brandon Cooks, and uh, not just looking at it from Cooks, but as a team perspective, the Rams can absolutely afford to lose Brandon Cooks right now. The Rams 100% could lose Brandon Cooks and be okay in the wide receiver room. You know, right now there's still Robert Woods, Cooper Cup, Josh Reynolds. Those guys right there. That's top three. I mean, I, I see no issues with those with, with that trio being the wide receivers for the Rams. I think Josh Reynolds has been super underutilized. Maybe that's my own bias of being a Texas A&M fan, but. I think he's a very good player. I think he's a big body, and that's not kind of something that the Rams haven't necessarily had. Cooper Cup's not necessarily that big, very, very good player, but not not a huge guy, not not the jump ball guy. He's more of a, a catch-the-ball, yards-after-catch kind of dude. Same with Robert Woods and Brandon Cooks, so I think Josh Reynolds actually kind of fits in a little bit nice, and, you know, you put him on the outside, maybe Cooper Cup back on the inside, and then I think that the Rams have a really strong receiving core, so... Uh, Rams also released linebacker Clay Matthews. I didn't necessarily expect this move, and I was a little bit, I guess I was looking at the the roster and not seeing this move happen, and I kind of figured, it was like, okay, well, you know, Leonard Floyd and, and Clay Matthews, I guess that's a good, you know, tandem. And then just out of nowhere, we get Todd Gurley released, followed by Clay Matthews, like, immediately. So, uh, Clay Matthews did get released. Uh... I'm guessing that the Rams are either, they either have their eyes on somebody else as a starter, or they're looking at guys like maybe Obo, Obenaya Okoronkwo, uh, who, out of OU, uh, who is kind of looking pretty good last year. I mean, obviously limited uh, sample size, but he's looking pretty good. And Samson Abukam, who's been a starter for the Rams before. So we'll see what, what kind of path that the Rams want to take with that as far as that that outside linebacker position goes clay matthews though played really well up until his injury which is uh i guess you know that's that's a comment that people make a lot about clay matthews last year and with the rams but uh he broke his jaw and i know i realize that that's a tough injury but it's not like a knee it's not an ankle so for his production to drop off as much as it did uh that was a little bit jarring to me so uh I guess you can take that with how you want. So, uh this is we're going to move on here. This is an interesting one actually. We're going to put some music on for you guys. And uh this is this one's actually interesting to me because uh I I guess uh, it's still a little bit of nostalgia coming in. And it's it's kind of just making me sad. So right now on the active roster, the Rams 100% current roster, people who are under contract for the LA Rams, there is only four players remaining who also played for the St. Louis Rams. There is potential for six players to still be on the roster in 2020, uh, but right now we have Aaron Donald, who I expect to be the last one standing of the St. Louis Ram players. We have right tackle Rob Havenstein, long snapper Jake McQuaid, and punter Johnny Hecker. The two players that I am uh, referring to as as far as a uh, not currently on the roster because they're not under contract right now would be kicker Greg Zurline and linebacker Bryce Hager. They are the last two not on the current roster though. When the Rams did move to St. Louis, the last remaining LA Ram was wide receiver Isaac Bruce, who was about to be in the Hall of Fame, which is honestly it's about time. All right, I think we can all agree on that. It is absolutely about time on that. That's getting ridiculous. So yeah, only four uh, four St. Louis Rams remain at, at this uh, current time. Uh, Todd Gurley was one of them. Uh, Michael Brockers was another one. So we've lost two uh, pretty recently. And then Jeezy uh, and Hager. We'll see. We'll see what happens. Young Jeezy. I uh, hope he does return. Uh, you know our new new special teams quarter, coordinator. He did mention that uh, he he likes the continuity and uh, was it Johnny Hecker, Jake McQuaid, and Greg Zerline been together for years so i hope that that can uh can continue other quick note for you guys construction on sofi stadium is not being affected by the california State at home order so construction will continue we are still expected to open up in july which uh the first event is sofi stadium is a taylor swift show and uh i don't know exactly how i feel about that but i know it's not awesome so um i, I wish it was something cooler than a taylor swift show but i guess so. Uh, you know we gotta do it. Do, gotta do what you gotta do. Let's see here. Uh, some Rams on the move, and uh, this is just to kind of recap for you guys to to let you guys know who who's who's gone, who's staying around, some newbies, all that stuff. So Rams on the move. Former Rams with new homes, or potential new homes, soon to be new homes. Uh, so we got uh, defensive lineman Michael Brockers, who was on the St. Louis Rams. He is now a Baltimore Raven linebacker Corey littleton who i think is one of the biggest losses for the rams this offseason i think this is going to be something that we that we actually talk about into the next season i think we're going to be talking about Corey littleton and and how we're missing him honestly i really do but he is now on his way to las vegas to play as a raider nickel Roby coleman the rams did not pick up his option he is still a free agent so we'll see where he lands Uh, Dante Fowler, linebacker, he is now an Atlanta Falcon, along with former Rams running back Todd Gurley. Let's see, wide receiver and kick returner JoJo Natson has become a Cleveland Brown. So the Rams will be looking for a kick returner this upcoming season. Markey Christian, who stepped in a decent amount last year after John Johnson went down with injury. He is now a New York Jet. He was the one that... uh, he took over that number 26 Mark Barron number who happens to be a free agent again by the way and I know that I know that some of you guys are thinking that I'm crazy for wanting him back but you know what we just lost Littleton so I think that having Mark Barron back as our green dot would be I think that'd be that'd be nice and crispy myself and a wide receiver Mike Thomas now is a Cincinnati Bengal so he's gone. Uh, this one, that's like the, the one I'm the least sad about. I'll be completely honest with you guys. I've been really hard on Mike Thomas. And now that he's gone, it's going to get worse probably. I'm not going to talk about him that much, I'm sure. But uh, Mike Thomas wasn't a fan. Was not a fan. Uh, I thought he had bricks for hands. Uh, poor route runner wasn't good. It returns, you know, I, I, I'm i not sad to see him go. That's 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 what I can say about that one. Uh, staying put, some 2019 Rams who are here to stay for at least one more season. Tight end Johnny Munt is back. Munt, ap- absolutely, I mean, this is not uh, the sexiest signing, but at the same time, Johnny Munt, best blocking tight end the Rams have on their roster. Behind Tyler Higbee and Gerald Everett, but he is the best blocker. Has decent hands, better than like guys like Tameric Hemingway, but definitely more of a blocking tight end. Offensive lineman Coleman Shelton provide some much-needed depth on that offensive line Austin Blythe who played really well at the center position after uh, Brian Allen got hurt last year is returning and left tackle Andrew Whitworth on a three-year deal three-year deal this would put Andrew Whitworth into his 40s if he played through his entire deal and uh, I-, I was a little bit surprised to see three years He's not going to make it three years, guys. I feel extremely confident in that. This actually, this deal, the three-year deal, feels more like it was a favor, more like a severance package kind of deal to Andrew Whitworth, more so than, than like we wanted to keep him around because he helps our football team. I think that that money could have been used on Corey Littleton or Dante Fowler, and I think that would have helped the Rams football team a little bit more. Uh, but you know what? It happens, I guess, you know. Uh, it's, it's very similar feel to when the rams extended jeff fisher just to fire him a week later feels like a severance package to me some newbies brand new rams edge rusher leonard floyd formerly of the chicago bears signs a one-year 10 million dollar deal with the la rams uh, to kind of replace what seems like Dante fowler and clay matthews as the both edge rushers of the rams last year the 2019 rams are no longer rams and Michael Brocker's replacement looks to be defensive lineman Sean Robinson, formerly of the Detroit Lions. He comes to the Rams on a two-year, $17 million deal. And uh, some, some 2019 Rams who are still free agents. We had already mentioned Nikel Roby Coleman. He is still a free agent, so we'll see where he lands. Clay Matthews is still a free agent, but that's uh, still pretty new, so, so uh, it's not necessarily a surprise that... That he hasn't been picked up. I, I've heard a lot from Baltimore Ravens fans. Actually, uh they're they're the ones wanting Clay Matthews. Greg Zorline is currently a free agent. Blake Bortles, former backup of the Los Angeles Rams, Bryce Hager, Morgan Fox, Dante Dion, Josh Caraway, and Kyle Murphy are all still looking for jobs right now. As as a lot of people are actually, a lot of people in the world right now are are uh not working and so a lot of people looking for work. We're going to get into some fan cases. This is something I wanted to bring back. And you know, uh this I, I'm still not super pleased about how fan cases are coming in uh because I do feel it's just limited. I feel like it's very limited to to who is reaching out. So, uh we're still I, mainly right now we're doing this because we we're on the quarantine edition. Uh so we're 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 making progress, all right? We're just kind of hanging out, so I figured we would do something like this and, and kind of kill some more time. All right, These uh, the first bunch of these come from Cody, who's definitely been one of my, one of my hardcore fans, so I, it's much appreciated, Cody. Uh, hope you guys are enjoying your quarantine. I'm bored. I'm super bored already. It's been two days. <laughs> it's been two days for me, and I'm so bored. Anyway, Fan Queso's coming in. Let's get some music here for you guys. Just a little bit. Uh, so Cody wants to know Biggest loss for the Rams thus far and I'm going to definitely say that that's linebacker Corey Littleton I, I think that Littleton is an extremely strong player If you guys have been listening to me uh, For the last few years you know I was, I was extremely high on Littleton When he was a special teams guy And I was super excited For him to come in and be a starter I was predicting starter for him And, and he played really well Became one of the, the better coverage linebackers in the NFL so I think it, the Rams are definitely going to miss him on that defensive side of the football. Uh, next one here from Cody. Thoughts on t- Todd Gurley and the whole situation over the last couple of years now that he's gone? This is a good question, Cody. And the fact that he's now now gone, I think we can be a little bit more open about kind of how how this is all gone. And you guys know me. I, I'm not one to sit here and, and feed into rumors and stuff. And so this entire time I've said, if, if, if we're not hearing anything from the team, then, uh, as far as I'm concerned, his knee's fine and everything. But obviously, I was having a hard time believing my own words there. And now it becomes extremely clear. Be- because of the amount of money that the Rams ate to release him, I think it's extremely clear that there's a lot more going on behind the scenes than we are aware of. Uh, whether that be his knee or the fact that he was not good in the locker room so th- there's more to it and if the rams were absolutely just willing to to eat that money instead of having him in just to be around then you know it, it maybe help on like third down and goal line situations they they didn't think that they thought that eating that money was better than having him around for a couple more years so so that's not good that's not a good sign at all so uh, that's that's kind of how I feel about it was Todd Gurley turning into a locker room cancer? That I don't know. I wasn't in the locker room, uh, I, and I doubt that a lot of these players are going to say that he was. I, I think it's going to be one of those things where we just kind of move on from it, and and I think that's the best way to kind of handle this. Uh, you know, I, I definitely appreciate what Todd Gurley did for the Rams in his time, but but he's gone now, and now it's time to look at guys like Henderson and Brown and and. and in the 2020 season and he's not going to be here for that so i think that our energy is going to be better spent on talking about guys who who are going to be around for the long term uh, how do you feel about the cardinals getting hopkins and is this the, the toughest division in football i believe so i i really do I, this division is very strong and you can look at other divisions there's some pretty good ones out there but overall i think that the the nfc west is stacked you know i the the Seahawks they they're kind of a weird one to me every year. It's you don't really know if they're going to be amazing or just pretty good. Uh, the Arizona Cardinals though last year they were they were losing some close games. Bringing in Hopkins I think is absolutely huge. Uh, they lost David Johnson which is not a big loss. So you know I think it's they're they're definitely the Cardinals are are better than people think right now. And I don't know how much better they're going to be than last year, but they were losing close games and. You know, we we can we've seen how losing close games and winning close games, how big of a difference that can make. You know, two years ago the Chargers winning winning those close games last year, they're they're losing those close games, and it's a very big difference in the outcome of the season. Obviously, next question here: Do you think the Rams coaching staff losses from a year ago will hurt or help this team? Uh, you know, I think Wade Phillips leaving definitely kind of hurts. I think the addition of having an offensive coordinator though helps. So I mean, it's kind of back and forth. Uh, John Fossil, I think, was getting a little bit his coaching and the fakes and all that stuff. I think was getting a little bit stale, and it became a little bit obvious what to, what he was trying to do in certain situations. So so that I, I don't, I'm not too upset about. Honestly, I, I like Bones. I think great guy. Uh, but overall, I think I think we're I think we're gonna be okay. If that if that answers your question. Uh, Let's see here. You think Big Wit actually has three years left of him? No, I do not. I think that he's got maybe one at most, two, but I would say he's got one. I say 2020 is going to be his last year. Next one, I feel like a big trader signing is coming. Any Joe Stradamus predictions? No, I don't have any because uh, the Les Sneed and Sean McVay era has shown me that I'm terrible at making these predictions, so I'm just going to go ahead and pass on that. I have no idea what the Rams are going to do. I wanted Darius Slay real bad. Uh, that didn't happen. He is now a Philadelphia Eagle. We're number 24 to honor Kobe, by the way. But, no, I have no uh, Joe Stradamus predictions for you guys on that one. And uh, what's your biggest Rams region loss that I, I absolutely hated of all time. It, it would have to be Tory Holt, Isaac Bruce, or Stephen Jackson. Uh, those were kind of that's more my era, I guess. You know, uh, obviously only being 28 years old now, I've I, I was I was basically watching the Rams fan, Rams through the 2000s, 2010s, and, st- and stuff like that. So yeah, the Stephen Jackson one hurt. Man, I didn't like that one at all. Next question: How do you feel about the new CBA, especially the 17th game, and who exactly? Is the Rams rep and how do they vote? I'm unaware of that. Uh, So, kind of a a hard question to answer. How do I feel about the CBA? I don't mind. I just like football. Um, I'm not the one paying players, I'm not the one getting paid. So, I just want football, and I'm just glad that there's an agreement. Whether the players got screwed, which I think they did, uh, or not, I am just glad football's not going to stop. Who's the Rams' rep? Stan Kroenke is the person in charge of all that stuff. So uh, whether it's a, a separate rep, I I wouldn't know who that is necessarily, but obviously Stan Kroenke is the one in charge of handling all the bidness. And uh, how do they vote? Uh, well, the players voted, and uh, all due-paying members of the NFLPA got to vote and uh, unfortunately the vote was extremely close and like there was like 500 players who did not vote at all so uh, players got screwed but they did it to themselves honestly this one's coming from Clint do you think the Rams would play at a high school stadium down the road uh, from me <laughs> should So SoFi not be ready I don't know where you live Clint but uh, maybe but probably not I would say if so- SoFi Stadium was not going to be ready that the Rams would just play back at the Coliseum. I think that uh, the Rams and the Coliseum have a very strong relationship, so I would say that'd be pretty uh, pretty obvious. This one comes from Michael. Who starts an inside linebacker next to Micah Kaiser with Littleton leaving and Witt and Blythe uh, returning along with Allen? Haven started No boom from injuries. Will Corbett, Edwards, and, and Evans' performances shake up the starting five? If we're going to have a good battle along the offensive line, I know that you you started your question here with linebacker, but we're going to have a very strong battle on the offensive line with, uh, obviously, Witt's going to start at left tackle. I don't think we, that we could even uh, not start him. Uh, note boom I do expect to come back in at left guard. I would say that it makes sense that Blythe would come in as the starting center over Brian Allen. And then the right side, honestly, Havenstein wasn't playing that well last year. Uh, I think Edwards and Evans kind of handle the right side. That's That would be my prediction, but obviously we got, you know, Preseason and stuff to watch out for to see how that actually does shake up. As far as the inside linebacker next to, to Micah Kaiser, that's a great question, but I would honestly, at this point in time right now, I would say that Micah Kaiser. And Troy Reader would be uh, my leaders as far as uh, who who I think would be in that position. Uh, but again, we are still in the middle of free agency, so there's still a lot of things to, to, to come down. And and we'll pre-draft as well, and that's going to obviously shake up a lot of things. So uh, we've kind of got to wait until we have the 90-man roster until I can really tell you who I think is going to be in certain positions. Who, First of all, who's making the roster and then who is starting at different positions. Uh, this one comes from Michael as well. Uh, is Bortles returning to backup golf? If I had to guess, I would say no, but I think it's very realistic considering the market for a guy like Blake Bortles is not very high. You know, the Rams only paid him a million dollars last year to sit on the bench and we didn't even need him. Uh, the last, uh, since Goff has been here, we haven't necessarily, the backup quarterback position has been basically irrelevant. So I know that a lot of people aren't necessarily fans that, that Bortles is here, but I mean, it's, it, he's, he doesn't play. Who cares? He's backing up Jared Goff, who, who has been on the field and is not getting hurt. So, Kind of an irrelevant position, in my opinion, uh, at least right now. And I hope it stays irrelevant, because if it doesn't, then uh, that's not good news for Jared. This next one also from Michael. Starting running back, Henderson or Brown? If I had to pick between the two, I would say Henderson, but I think Malcolm Brown is an extremely strong player. I, I don't think Brown is exceptional at anything, but I think he's really good at most things. Henderson is, to me, a home run hitter. I think that he's a little bit more slippery and tough to tackle the Malcolm Brown, so I would I would give it to Henderson. Hendo, is everybody's apparently calling him. I don't know how I feel about that one yet, but I, I guess we'll see. This one comes from Jason. Uh, Can you break down the O-line? Uh, will they all be 100% healthy at the start of the season? Who do you think is starting, and how do you think they will rank at the end of the season? So, I mean, breaking down the offensive line, if I had to go left to right, as far as my prediction of starters, I would say Andrew Whitworth, Joseph Nopeum, Austin Davis, uh, and then I would go David Edwards. Did I just say Austin Davis? Well, Blythe is what I mean. And then uh, David Edwards, and then Bobby Evans. That's what I would say. Uh, yeah, they're going to be 100 percent healthy. Uh, all the injuries that happened on the offensive line happened early enough that they're probably fine now. Honestly, uh, most of these guys are. I'm sure. I'm sure. No boom. He got. He got hurt pretty early, and Brian Allen did too. I'm sure that they're already fine. Uh, and where do I think they'll rank at the end of the season? Hopefully, high. That's that's the best I can I can answer. That is hopefully really high. Um, last question here comes from Robert. Why are Rams fans complaining so much about cap moves? Uh, Rams fans are complaining so much about cap moves because uh, Rams fans get really emotional, and uh, Rams fans they definitely. They definitely have emotional ties to certain players. Uh, I kind of stopped doing that a long time ago. Uh, I mentioned, like, Steve Jackson, Isaac Bruce, Torrey Holt, those guys leaving. Uh, back then is when I kind of stopped... I, I stopped being super into just the players. I, I'm a Rams fan. You know, the players come and go. The Rams are forever. That's what I used to tell everybody all the time, so... Uh, that's going to do it for me, though. Uh, that was all fan cases. I have no no Joe Stradamus pick for you, um, because... It's a boring time in the world right now, and I can't leave my house. I can leave my house. I'm not actually, like, like legally quarantined or anything. I just have nothing to do. I have nowhere to go. So I hope, I hope that that's the same situation for you guys. You guys aren't being forced to stay home. I mean, I can leave. I just don't know where I'd go. Boring world out there right now. Everything's closed. My job's closed. I don't know when I'll work again. Boring stuff, but hope you guys are all staying safe and super healthy out there. Make sure you guys are washing your hands. He better be. You better be out there. Uh, that is going to do it for me. Uh, tomorrow, Ram's new logo releases. It's going to be very exciting stuff, guys. Very exciting stuff. New color scheme, new logos tomorrow. But that is going to do it for me. Uh, I am Sheriff Joe Bags. This has been Ram Showcase on Sports War Radio. For those of you that aren't Rams fans, our thoughts and prayers are with you. For those of you that are Rams fans, thank you guys so much for listening, and you guys have a great night.